0: Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. Well, good morning, church. How are we all today? Everyone enjoying their uh, home imprisonment? Uh, I've ordered a beautiful bright orange uh, jumpsuit. That should be coming from Amazon soon. That's going to be, make me feel a lot more uh, at home, what we're doing there. We set up a plastic panel on the dining room table with holes in it that we talk through uh, when people want to uh, have an interview with me. I get put in solitary confinement if there's too many bad jokes. So, um, all in all, it's exciting being in prison, isn't it? But it's also good to get out and go for a walk in the yard and get your one hour exercise. Everybody, let's just pray before we start today. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for this being the age of grace, a dispensation of grace, an era of grace where your love is for us. You are for us and nothing else can be against us when you are for us. And I pray a blessing upon all of us as we hear your word today, that we're released from religion and set free to worship you in the fullness of your grace and power in Jesus Christ. Amen. So today, uh, church, I'm talking about uh, grace as I prayed, because some people see this virus as some sort of punishment from God, the wrath of God. And it's a very typical religious response to look for blame when something bad happens, or it's because somebody sinned. And, you know, there's a drought last year, so that must be because of the same-sex marriage bill going through. Or there were bushfires, so that's because of this. Uh, and there's a tsunami, that's because those people did that. And uh, I, I stubbed my toe, that must be because I had that gluttonous second helping of lasagna. You know, and it's, it's like this global karma. Uh, it's, it's an age of karma where you do something and then a bad thing happens to you. But God doesn't work by karma. God works by grace. He gives us blessing after blessing. When in the tsunami that happened in two thousand and four Boxing Day in Indonesia, so these are some of the religious comments that people made. Oh, it was because it was punishment because a Buddhist monk was killed. These are all different uh, religious responses from all over the world. Oh, no, it's because of all the abortions in that country. It's because of homosexuality. It's because of persecution of Christians. It's because of the arrest of a Hindu priest. It's because Muslims in Indonesia were not praying five times a day. It's because there's too much materialism. It's because people were hating each other. It's because there was fornication by the tourists. Oh, it's because of just a general pent-up evil on the earth. That's why the tsunami came. That is a religious approach to life. It's not a God approach to life. Look how Jesus specifically addresses this issue in Luke 13 verses 1 to 5. About this time Jesus was informed that Pilate had murdered some people from Galilee as they were offering sacrifices at the temple. Do you think those Galileans were worse sinners than all the other people from Galilee? Jesus asked. Is that why they suffered? Verse 3. Not at all, and you will perish too unless you repent of your sins and turn to God. What an interesting answer! He did not draw a line between sin and tragedy, between some horrible thing happening and because those people were worse sinners. There were more sinners, more worse sinners, worse. Uh, wow, well, the English is going really well here. There were sinners in in uh, Jerusalem who were worse sinners than those guys, and they didn't get punished. There was no connection there. And in verse 4, he says to them, And what about the 18 people who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them? Were they the worst sinners in Jerusalem? No. And I tell you again that unless you repent, you will perish too. He's a natural disaster, a tower falling down. And Jesus specifically said it's not because of their sin. Isn't that Interesting. When we think about this virus, we can think, oh, it's because there's this sin in the world or something's going on. God's punishing us. No, Jesus is specifically saying, no, it's not like that. That's not the way I work. And here's a third example, John 9, verses 1 to 3. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who'd been bl- blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? And Jesus said it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. So we can automatically see tragedy and try to blame somebody for it. But Jesus does not. He specifically ruled sin out as the cause. This, this idea of linking sin with tragedy uh, is, a, is a very legalistic, law-based kind of approach. You know, in the Old Testament, under the law, if you behaved well, then God blessed you. If you did not do what God asked you to do, he punished you. In fact, it was, that, that was a promise to the nation, not to individuals. Uh, but we are no longer under the law. We are set free from the law. The law does not apply to us. In fact, now, before we do anything right, before we we do anything to please God, He's already died for us. He's already loved us. God pours and lavishes His blessing of love, kindness, forgiveness, and offer of righteousness as a free gift to us before we do anything for Him. And it's out of that, that experience of God's love, that our fear drains out, that our, uh, our sense of uh, having a hard heart melts away because God's love melts us and warms us and to the point where we want to be like him. We want to love in an undeserved way the people around us and that's what people need. That's what this world needs. This world needs more of God's love, undeserved, uncalled for, it's gracious love. Listen to these fantastic verses about God's free gift. Romans 6.14 You are not under the law. We are justified by His grace as a gift. Psalm 103 verse 10 He does not deal with us according to our sins. And thank goodness He doesn't. Uh, You know... (laughs) It's crazy to think that if we sin, God's going to punish us because we'd be under punishment already. In fact, the world would have been destroyed a long time ago. There's just too much sin. It's interesting that Jesus said to his uh, people listening to him teach. He said, "He said, when your son asks you for a loaf of bread, you don't give him a stone. And you're evil." (laughs) Was his actual words? He was actually saying all your good things that you do. You might do lots of good things but you're still evil. We don't realize the depth of our evil. Just because we stop having abortions, which I think would be a great thing to do, doesn't mean that God's wrath is going to be any less because we don't realize how sinful we are all the time thinking about ourselves and how, how greedy and selfish we can be at times, how trying to save face and so on. If our uh, natural world disasters were linked directly to human sin, We'd be under natural disasters from morning to night through the night and, and, and just, just keep happening because our sins are so many. But we are not. We're under grace. This is an age of grace where God is pouring out love, undeserved love and favour. I bring you great tidings of great joy to all the earth. That's, the, that's what we're underneath right now, thanks to Jesus. 2 Timothy 1.9 who saved us not because of our works but by his grace. God does not treat us according to our works. He treats us according to Jesus works. And thank goodness he does that. Because of Jesus the grace of God is poured out to us. In every in this age of grace Everything happens so the power and love can be seen. Jesus said this happened to him so that the power of God could be seen. And when disasters happen, it's an opportunity for us to show the love and the blessing and the grace of God in the way we help those in need, in the way we get beside people who are hurting, the way we offer help. That is all showing the power and the love of God, the way we pray for the sick and see them recover. Some people say, okay, yeah, but in the Bible it talks about at the end of the world there's going to be plagues. Yes, we'll look it up in Luke 21 because there are plagues that are coming to the end of the world. In fact, every natural disaster reminds us that we are all headed towards a certain future called death. And people who die during a natural disaster really merely just have the date of their death drawn a bit closer than they would have preferred. But all of us stand before God one day. All of us are going to face that and the Bible calls that a great and terrible day where that's what we should be most worried about. Jesus said don't worry about uh, the sins of those people who had the stones fall on them. Worry about yourself. Worry about your own issues that you have with God. Get yourself right with God yourself. That's that's what you should be really focused on. At the end of Uh, In Luke 21 there, Jesus says there's a whole lot of things that have to happen before plagues come in the final judgment of God. Jerusalem needs to be surrounded by armies. There need to be incredible and miraculous signs right across the heavens. And Christians in every country are going to be persecuted. Well, that's not happening. So push that idea out that God is bringing the end of the world around the corner. It's just not true. Right now, in God's amazing grace, all of that talk about the virus being God's wrath is a complete distraction from what God would have us focus on during this time. Because the devil is always trying to move people away from the place where they're reaching out to God. And he put Moses, the devil put Moses out in the desert where he couldn't do anything. What did God do? He brought the burning bush into Moses' world and spoke to him. The devil put Joseph in a prison. To try and lock him away, what did God do? He gave him incredible supernatural dreams. Uh, The devil sent David out of Jerusalem as a fugitive to run away and be chased. What did God do? He brought along some mighty men to be with him. And he gave David psalms that he'd write down in the future. And he gave David incredible miraculous opportunities uh, where the king that was chasing him came right in without knowing, right under David's control. God was bigger than that situation. God is bigger than this situation. Elijah was hiding in a cave. God brought to him a whisper. Paul was in a prison, locked away by the devil, trying to stop him. What happened inside that prison at that time? Well, it's the opportunity for Paul, for his creative juices to come out, and he started writing letters. Whereas before he'd go and visit the churches that he'd uh, founded, When he was in prison, he couldn't do that. So he wrote them letters. And because of that, those letters have been collected and they form most of our New Testament. God can take whatever situation we're in and turn it around for good. In fact, the Bible promises that God works together for good for those who are fulfilling the call that God has on their lives and who love God. So we can trust God to to meet us. And the question for us during this time of the virus is... Are you listening for that whisper yourself? Are you locating that burning bush yourself? Are you finding some creative juices that you've now got time to really explore? Are you hearing the whisper? Are you hearing the dream? Are you seeing the dream? What miraculous opportunity is God bringing to you? I was out walking the other day on my own in the... In Mount Ainslie Forest, and I really was praying about this word, and I just felt like God said to me, You need to seek after my burning bush. You need to seek after that burn again and locate that burn, because that burning bush, that dream, that whisper, that miracle, they all represent the presence of God. And at this time, whatever our circumstances are, but at this time, we need to locate the reality of God in our new reality. Re- re- locate the presence of God in this situation. Maybe you can do that in the privacy of your home. Maybe you need to go out for a walk like I did. But what God is wanting to do right now, He says this: "Come and find me. Find the whisper that I have for you. find the burning bush that I've prepared for you. Find that place where you can locate me and my presence. So let's do that. Let's ask, let's seek, let's knock. The Bible says that by grace we have been saved through faith. Faith is like a USB cable that comes out of each of our hearts and it's got a plug at the end. And we can plug it into lots of different things. Some people plug it into science. Some people plug it into money. Some people plug it into sport or health or some other thing. But if we can locate God and plug into him, and at this time of this uh, uh, house sit-in, time we can locate God in a way that is completely different to any other opportunity we've had we can find something from God a treasure from God right now thanks for listening to find out more about our church find us online at c3churchwatson.com.au we hope to see you in church again this weekend